Hi, it's Tony Bruski from Real Ghost Stories Online, inviting you to subscribe to our other podcast called The Grave Talks. It's where I sit down and interview individuals who've had extreme paranormal situations happen to them in their lives. Just search The Grave Talks on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you download podcasts. Be sure to press subscribe and give us some stars to help spread the word that this show exists. Now, here's a 15-minute preview of The Grave Talks. Today on The Grave Talks, The Other Side with Karen Hollis. What causes spirits to return to the living? Do they always have a message? Do they intend on being seen and heard? Around 2014, a family in Connecticut had an unexpected visit from a young man who had perished on their local water tower many years before. The reason for his return to a house in a family he had no association with troubled the family and investigators alike. Karen Hollis was brought in to help understand and communicate with the spirit of the boy who now insisted on being part of this family. Uh, she had contacted Kurt Knapp, who's the uh, founder of Goners, co-founder of Goners, and uh, was talking to him about uh, her her daughter, Macy, and how there were strange things happening in the house. And so typically what happens when somebody calls Ghosts of New England Research Society is they're, they're really freaked out, you know. Um, and uh, so she started talking about what seemed like some very benign things happening around the house. Uh, she had two teenage daughters, and um, the phenomena seemed to be um, focusing on Macy, which is her uh, her oldest at the time, who was in high school. And the girls kept buying hairbrushes, and the hairbrushes kept going missing. And um, at the time, Kurt kind of laughed and said, well, you know, are they misplacing them? What's going on? And uh, this is often what happens is with the paranormal is something will ramp up. In other words, something benign seems to go missing and then reappear. Or uh, the phenomena will, you know, seem like nothing big and then it'll start to, to ramp up in the house. So uh, hairbrushes started going missing. And um, so, you know, Kurt didn't think that that was all that um, – you know, startling or anything like that. And he said, well, what else has happened? And uh, and then that's when uh, the mother told the story about how um, her husband had told her that she w- he was going fishing early, early in the morning one weekend and that he was going to get up and he was just going to go leave to go fishing with his buddy because they live on the coastline. And so um, she rolled over one morning. She felt somebody, you know, right against her back. She knew it was was her husband at the time or thought it was and um, she said to him I thought you were going fishing and whatever was in bed with her said mm, something like that you know just a, a growl uh, kind of a thing and she's like what does that mean she says um, you know I'm, I'm going to get up and I'll, I'll be right back and uh, and so she went into their master bathroom and uh, when she came back uh, it was gone and so she freaked out, weren't running around the house looking for her husband saying like, you were just here. All she saw was, you know, this kind of like a lump under the covers. Okay. When she got up to walk away to their master bathroom and when she came back, whatever it was, was gone and she swore it was him. Okay. So 
now the phenomena kind of ramps up a little bit because you can imagine if you think that you're in bed with your spouse and, you know, all of a sudden you walk away for two seconds and you come back and now that spouse is missing, nowhere to be found in the house. She called her husband on the cell phone. Um, he was just about to push off on the boat to go fishing with his buddy. He said, well, I told you I was going fishing early in the morning. And she goes, but you were just here. Like you were just in bed with me. He goes, no, I wasn't. I don't know who was in bed with you, but it wasn't me. And he laughed. And she said, no, you were just here. And that's when she knew that things were starting to get a little more serious in the house. Um, also, uh, the feeling of being watched uh, all over the house, the entire family. Um, and then it seemed to keep focusing on her daughter for whatever reason. So these were the things that um, started happening uh, all over the house where things would go missing, they'd come back. And that's pretty typical of what we've experienced when, we, when we've been, uh, you know, looking at different cases. So that, that's kind of what was going on there. Um, it it was, wasn't until later that we kind of tied it into the, um, the water tower. The, um, it was late in the investigation okay. when all that information kind of came through. And that came through after I came on the scene and we, you know, had gone there, set up our cameras... I banged on a, a wall and I said, uh, you know, if anybody's here, go ahead and bang back. You know, I just want to make sure that what I'm hearing is correct. And you heard knock, knock. Is that good? Right out loud. Wow. And all of us heard it, including the family. Early on when, when this is all happening and, and Mary's experiencing that, that uh, phenomena in her bed, um, you know, Macy is, is having hairbrushes go missing and, and other activity. What is, is the husband thinking? Is he having anything happen to him at all, or is he just hearing all these stories secondhand from his family? No, he said to me, I'm surrounded by estrogen. I've got two teenage girls and a wife, and I don't believe in any of this, and I have no idea what they're talking about. So um, he really wasn't um, thinking that this was anything um, <laughs> until, until you know his wife, Mary, just started to scream at him, listen, you've got to believe us that this is really happening. Now, what he didn't tell his wife was that he was an avid, uh, you know, uh, auto guy, and he liked to do auto body repair. He liked to pick up, you know, cars that had kind of been smashed and kind of completely repair them in his garage, in his man cave. And he didn't tell his wife that he ran a power line for all those tools, okay, uh, into the garage, and it was right under the bedroom. So go seek power sources. Tony, all right? And that's what allowed him to manifest the way that he did. Uh, so that power line was literally ungrounded, running directly under their bedroom. And it's right next to Macy's bedroom where all of the, you know, hairbrushes went missing and all the kind of creepy feeling, you know, you could hear the voice, you know, is that good, knocking back. So again, what we find is usually there's a generated source of power that is allowing whatever it is to show itself or manifest. So I believe that the dead are around us all the time. And it's not that they have ne nefarious, you know, intentions all the time. People are people dead or alive. People are either good or bad, right? Mm -hmm. And you can't make anybody do anything that they don't want to do, including a ghost. So all this idea that we can sage them away or say they are father or 
whatever it is that your religious leaning is, is a bunch of bunk in my opinion. Um, Ghosts of New England Research Society is a research society for a reason. Um, what we try to do is identify it. I can communicate with it. I might be able to broker a deal with it, whatever it is, okay, to leave you alone. But we always look for the power source to try to lessen the activity, or at least you won't hear the activity, or you won't see things moving around. So, um, you know, that's kind of the, the long and short of how this particular uh, entity was able to um, show himself that way. When you have a power but, source like that, and it's something that essentially fueled this uh, initially to, to get that in and, and brought this about, uh, I guess, so to speak, uh, where you said, you know, sometimes you can talk to them, sometimes you can broker a deal, as you put it, to, to get things to calm down. That's just the one. If the power source is still there, uh, and, and let's say, you know, the deal, for lack of a better term, has been brokered with the entity that's been causing the current stream of, of problems. Uh, isn't it just as easy then for something else to pop in uh, if that power source is still in existence? Theoretically, yeah. I mean, okay. absolutely. Because, again, you know, um, I believe that, you know, ghost entities, whatever you want to call them, they're mm -hmm. pure energy. Mm -hmm. So they feed off of energy. So... Yeah, I mean, you could have one, you could have three, you could have many, you know. I was in one house in um, Waterford, Connecticut, and um, I was taking some photographs in front of an old fireplace. So this is a house that's over 200 years old. And uh, in the photograph, it was one of those, you know, old-time cameras. This was probably back in the 80s, okay, where, you know, it automatically developed, okay, the, like the film, it was like one of those automatic developing uh film cameras sure. and in the picture there's an old lady you can see right through her there's a little kid okay you can see right through him and then you see what looks like a cat and you can see right through the cat and so once i recognized that um i had taken the photograph when it was like just teeming pouring rain outside it was the energy of the rain beating down on the house because water is a conductor that allowed me to see that in the photograph when i asked the old lady what what was the deal with the kid and the cat she had no idea who these other two entities were so they may have occupied different spaces and time historically within that home and did not know about each other but yet stood in the same spot which will blow your mind you sure. know so we we don't have answers for that we just know that it, it can exist it can be a historical overlay or it could literally be an entity that, um, you know, wants to show itself because there's energy there. Which is interesting because sometimes we have stories uh, and, and experiences where you have uh, the entities on the other side clearly interacting with one another on the same plane. But usually they are of the same time period. Um, then sometimes you have exactly what you talked about, where maybe they were at different points in time and don't even know the two exist but they're they're both being they're showing themselves to those in the present um yeah absolutely yep. what are some of the other power sources for lack of a better term that are fairly common that that these things can feed off of to show themselves well i'll give you a, a, 
an example of something that we're we're going to be investigating. And uh, I can't tell you the name of the business because, of course, that would be confidential between the owner and and, uh, Ghost of New England Research Society. But uh, there is a a business that is essentially a high-end wine cellar, okay? And so what this gentleman does is if you have, you know, an exceptional – wine from an exceptional year, he will store it in what used to be a nuclear bunker, okay? Um, and uh, so it was turned into a storage facility that is climate controlled now. And there are generators within this cement bunker, which is a 10,000 square foot bunker. Um, it used to house important documents for insurance professionals here in Hartford. Um, Ever since they put in that climate-controlled system and that generator, uh, the walls are 18 inch thick and they're concrete within this bunker. They're hearing uh, the clinking of glasses. They're hearing like parties going around them uh, as they're trying to work, um, you know, to because they take wines in and out. Like, let's say you have a wine, you're having a party and you want his service to bring that wine back to your home, right, for that particular party. So they have to go down into the cellar in order to retrieve that particular wine in that particular rack in a particular row. They're seeing shadow figures going by the aisles. Um, they're hearing, like I said, party-type behavior going on. They're smelling cigar smoke. They're hearing men playing poker down there. And so, you know, part of this may be a historical overlay because the people that owned that particular bunker before were um, insurance professionals, okay, mm-hmm. at a time when it was all male-owned. So it may be that they're just hanging out down there. But I think it's based on the generator. Either the generator isn't grounded or they're feeding off of something. Was this bunker used for parties at one point in time? It wasn't used for parties, but what would happen is is the uh, the gentleman that owned it, or the several people that owned it, um, they would use it like a man cave. Okay. In other words, you know, they had several families. This was back in the 60s when they were afraid that all hell was going to break loose for nuclear war. They mm-hmm. had a place for their families to, you know, to be in case all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would go down there and play poker. Okay. Because my, my question was going to be, if because I'm thinking bunker, I'm thinking, you know, places that typically aren't inhabited by anyone. It's more so storage. And if there's nobody that's really coming and going, why would there suddenly be these residual or conscious things going on in a setting where it had never happened. Um, well, think about it. It's a, uh, you know, you know, people that, that want to provide that kind of security for their family, right? Sure. Maybe a little conspiracy theory going on, you know, we're all going to go up in flames. Maybe not. I mean, you know, in the 1960s, that was a real possibility as sure. you know. So, you know, um, they, they own this particular, you know, um, huge bunker. They had places for their families to hide in case nuclear war happened. Mm-hmm. And now they're all dead. Yeah. So now this new generator comes in. Who knows if they've been there all along mm-hmm. and nobody could hear them. I hope you enjoyed your 15-minute preview of our new podcast, The Grave Talks. Be sure to subscribe to it on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download podcasts to not miss any episode of the show. New episodes every single Monday. Just search for The Grave Talks and then press subscribe. Give us a review while you're at it and some stars that will help us grow in the rankings and let other folks know that the show exists to make an even better show for you. The Grave Talks. Check it out at thegravetalks.com.
At Troncali Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram, we treat you like one of our own. With the friends and family advantage, you'll get no hassle upfront pricing every time and upfront trade-in value. We'll even purchase your car if you buy elsewhere. When you need to service, we have convenient hours, genuine Mopar parts, and factory-trained technicians. And as an award-winning dealership, you'll always have a satisfying experience. So visit Troncali Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram on Highway 9 in Cumming and online at troncollijeep.com. Tap the banner for details. The Samson Barbecue Grill is the official grill of backyard fun for you and your mosquitoes. Whether you're grilling for one or feeding the whole brood of mosquitoes, our durable and portable grills are perfect for patios, backyards, and engorged mosquitoes. Don't let mosquitoes ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. It's the game everyone's talking about. Shim Sham, a laugh-out-loud adventure for you and your cockroaches. Part board game, part dance-off, Shim Sham is loads of fun for cockroaches of all ages. Just spin the wheel, strike your pose, and get ready for a scurrying cockroach. Don't let roaches ruin the moment. Orkin, home is where the bugs aren't. Visit orkin.com to learn more. <laughs> 